Welcome back, ladies and gentlemen, to another episode of Derek and Eric. I'm back to you on a Sunday. Not a Saturday, but a Sunday. Why are you telling them when we record? They don't care. Just care when the episode's out. Hey. Oh, don't let them peek behind that curtain. <laughs> peek behind the curtain. See, see what's going on when someone's in the shower, like Jerry Jones says. He doesn't see people in the shower. He thinks about people in the shower. <laughs> Anyways. Uh, Nobody's in the shower with Jerry Jones. Trust me. Oh, God. <laughs> I don't even want to think about that. Wrinkly old balls hanging out oh! there. <laughs> <laughs> wow, you just had to go the extra mile, didn't you? Of course, man. This is Derek and Eric show. Nothing but the best here. Well, I'm sure you'll... <laughs> you, you can leave that or edit that. Whatever you want to do with it. Oh, that's staying in, homie. Let's go. That's sick. Let's go. Eric's feeling one today. Uh, anyways, uh, not too much this week. Kind of a quiet week for once in sports, I guess. Um, MLB update, you know, talk about the Rockies. Um, NHL news, we'll talk the Avs. Kind of. Stats of the week. Uh, I have some stats. And then uh, some NFL news. And then possibly, maybe we can dabble and say how uh, badass the USA men, uh, women's soccer team is, too. Well, we all we all know that they're badass. Better than the men. What? Not even close. Yeah, they're a hell of a lot better than the men's team. Men's team sucks. Anyways, let's talk about the Rockies, Eric. Uh, they're currently thirty nine and fifty nine. Congratulations! Yay! They're in a. Uh, they have a uh, finished their series today against the Marlins. Actually, first pitch is in less than an hour. Uh, and they could sweep the Marlins. How about that? They win the first game 6-1, and then they won the second game 4-3. Came back in that game, too. They were down 3 nothing, and then the future of the team, Nolan Jones, hits a three-run shot to tie it in the eighth. And then Randall uh, Gritchick hit Gritchick. a R- – Gritchick, sorry, put a, had an RBI in the ninth inning that put the Rockies ahead by one run. Yes. So how about that? Well, I mean, they're, they're, they're playing some of these young – you know, prospects like what—that's what they should be doing because they have no choice. I mean, they're they're injured. What? Oh, I mean, and what do you have to lose? Nothing. Absolutely nothing. And so the the trade deadline is coming up. I believe. God, when is the trade deadline? August first. So two weeks from the uh, so one week, excuse me, from this Tuesday. Correct. And Bill Schmidt. The Rockies GM uh, did come did, did come out and say, uh, I believe it was last Tuesday or Wednesday, saying that the Rockies would be sellers at the trade deadline. So I don't know what that means. Does that mean some of these guys with big contracts like Ryan McMahon, you know, CJ Crone and or Elias Diaz? The hero from the All Star Game? Are they going to, you know, trade these guys and get some prospects? Well, first of all, none of those guys you mentioned have big contracts, so they're potentially to be moved. Well, Ryan, Chris, Chris Ryan McMahon Ryan does. ain't going nowhere. Ryan Mc, he doesn't have that big of a contract, does he? Yeah, he just signed like a. I think it was like a. Was it a four, five, or six year deal? Not too long well, ago. I'll effort that, but uh, but yeah, Chris Bryant, as you said, he ain't going anywhere. Seven year. Seven, seven year, year 180 million. Yeah. So 
Oh, you're right. Ryan McMahon, six-year, $70 million contract. So there you go. So he's locked up. Uh, Why the hell is he making $70 million? I don't know, Eric. But I, oh, I, I, I'm, start, I'm starting to think that the Rockies may have learned their lesson by letting Trevor Story walk out the door Crap, and, not, and not get value for him. And not to mention, as we said last year, not trading C.J. Crone when uh, he was hot and he was doing good. Well, and Crone lost a lot of trade value this year because he was big hurt time. all big up time. until July. Mm-hmm. But since he's been back, he's been crushing the ball. Yes, he has. Um, hit that game-time grand slam against who are they playing? I, just, I don't even know who the hell of the Yankees are playing. I, yes, against the Yankees. Thank you. Yankees, yeah. By the way, two out of three from the Yankees. The Yankees <laughs> suck. Um, I know. <laughs> but, uh, like, Crone is probably he, – he's not probably. He should be gone. Get whatever you can for him, even if it's for, like, a average – pitching prospect or something pack of cigarettes in um, a, a pitcher because they have this guy alan trejo who kind of or i'm sorry michael toglia that's the guy mm-hmm. who um he could play first and he's a switch hitter like throw him in there uh charlie blackman's not going anywhere because he's hurt yeah and i mean his his value has gone and i mean you should have traded him a long time ago mm-hmm. Um, I'm just like looking at outfielders here, Grichik and Profar. If there's somebody who needs them slash wants them, trade them. Uh, I don't, Profar is 20, no, he's 30 and Grichik is 31. So what are you going to get for him? Yeah. But the way I see it is, is that, you know, maybe they're starting to realize that, Hey, we're not going anywhere this year, and maybe we're not going anywhere for a while. Maybe just, you know, draft. Draft and just sign some guys here and kind of basically hit the reset button and just rebuild this team again. Yeah, I'm wondering where that was three years ago. You know what? Yeah, exactly. Why didn't you do this several years ago when, you know, when you should have, when you had all this talent on your team that was doing, and you know, that like, you could have got a bunch of value for, and you didn't do it. Yeah. And, like, Kyle Freeland was probably one that could have been on the trade block. Not anymore. He's on the IL. No one's yeah, going to want him. No, he's hurt. You've got a couple guys in the bullpen, like Pierce Johnson, who's pretty good. I think he's probably gone. Daniel Bard, their closer, like he's probably gone. Jake Bird's had a good season. Mm-hmm. But like, they don't have a lot to trade for. No. And again, Elias Diaz is probably their biggest trade get, but not too many people want to trade for a catcher. No. I just I, – I don't – I mean, like, now that I see McMahon's deal is stupid big, he ain't going anywhere. I told you it was. And Stupid big. Like, there's uh, – Alan Trejo, backup, like, infielder, sucks. Uh, Harold Castro, can't hit a pitch to save his – Oh, my God. Is he he's bad. terrible. He's so bad. He's, he's kind of their second baseman. He's oh. bad. He's batting like 180 or something like that. It's not good. Mm-hmm. But they can't send him down to the minors. Else. Yeah, Trejo's, yeah, his, eesh, not good. Looking at his numbers right now, Eric. Bad. He's not good. No. But so, I mean, yeah, this team, 
they're seller. I mean, they need to be sellers, but like you said, they really don't have much to to, to sell. Yeah. I, I, again, infielder wise, CJ Crone, you got to trade him. You've got to do something. And honestly, they should have never signed Chris Bryant to that big of a deal. No, that's, but that's that their one, own I understand where they're coming from. Well, they wanted because to get people just, in the stands. You, you had just lost Nolan. Your mm-hmm. fan base is terrible. So you bring in a guy who could be a star. He can be. When he's on but, the field. I say, but he's injured all the time for this team. He just caught a pitch in the wrist the other day against the Yankees and had to get taken out because his wrist swelled up. You know how many times he's been on the IL this year, Eric? 55. I don't mm. know. But twice. Six. Oh, Six. God. Six times. Yeah, I looked into it the other day, and I'm like, I'm just curious. And yeah, Six times, Eric. So I might be handsome and have dreamy eyes and bring women to the ballpark, but that's not going to solve what's on the field. That's yeah. That's why everyone calls him the pretty boy because he is. He is a pretty boy. Like he's he's good at baseball when he's healthy. Also, he's not an outfielder. I don't know why the hell they keep throwing him out in right field. Uh, no, just put him at third. I don't know. Well, maybe put him in the outfield. That way, you know, all the girls can see him, Eric. Yeah, put him at third because then he yeah. bends over waiting for the pitch. And hello, ladies. <laughs> <laughs> uh speaking real quick of sellers uh the angels are in discussion should they do it or are or are, or are they going to do it i should say are they going to no should they yes because what in the heck do you get back for a player of that caliber and otani i told you everything i mean literally everything like it said, like hey, like they say in uh, uh, Infinity War when he's talking to the little girl. What did it cost? Everything. Yeah, <laughs> that's what it's. That's what they're gonna say. Yeah, we traded for Otani, but what did it cost? Everything. Everything. <laughs> and then that team gets bounced in the first round. Which, yeah, if they make it, hinted Yankees, hinted nudge nudge T. I mean, like yeah. Well, New York, I would say, is probably a team, you know, looking for it to keep an eye out for. Uh, who else? I'm telling you, Tampa Bay, man. They just lost first place to the Baltimore Orioles, and they, yeah. they were up the top the whole season up until this week. Yeah, how about that? How about that division for that matter? Yeah, nobody's that, that... under 500. So as Eric so, was saying here, I'll go through it real quick. Baltimore is 60 and 38. Uh, Tampa is 61 and 41. Toronto is 54 and 45. And Boston and New York are each 52 and 47. It's insane. That division is just wow. But I'll point this out the Yankees are a above 500 team without Judge. Could you imagine mm-hmm. if Judge was in that lineup? They'd be up there with Toronto. I think. Well, I mean, Toronto's not that much higher than them, but, no, they, but... They sh- that's where they should be. Mm-hmm. Actually, with their payroll, they should be. A hundred and zero. And there's but, only two teams worse than the Rockies record wise right now. The okay, Royals. One of them's the uh, oh, I was gonna guess. Oh, sorry. Royals 28 and 72. Oakland 28 and 73. Hey, and Washington ain't that much farther ahead of them. They're 40 and 58. Which the Rockies play them in a series coming up after the uh uh Miami. Mm-hmm. So they could actually take three, you know, 
what if they sweep that series too? They should. I mean, look at their actually their upcoming series. They're kind of in their favor. They play three against Washington, three against the A's. I mean, look at that. But then you play, but then you play the Padres, the Cardinals, and then look who comes rolling into town mid-August. Or you go there is L.A. So you're not winning those four games. Uh, no, but and then look who comes to town in August as well, Eric, your beloved Diamondbacks, fifty-four and forty-five. Yes, they've been reeling a bit lately. Their bats aren't hitting, but. Uh... Like you said, what what if they trade for Otani? What would Again. what what would the Diamondbacks have to give up to get him? Oh, dude, the entire Triple A, Double A baseball rosters. You'd be willing to do that? Oh God, no! Oh God, no! <laughs> but then again. If it happened, I'd just be like, throw everything I said out the bleeping window, and I'm in. Let's go. I mean, if I if I'm a GM, I'm not trading for it. No, I'm gonna wait to make to see if you sign him to a deal. Then, if you don't, I'm going to my owner and saying, "Look, he's out there. We have to put an offer on the table. I don't care if you know. I again, it would be tough for me to sit here and give him a ten year deal." Because he's 29 years old. Mm-hmm. But I'd offer him an eight-year deal. Because think of all the revenue he's going to bring you in in the meantime. To be like, Shohei Otani is taking the mound in Chase Field. He's taking the mound in Atlanta, in L.A. again. You know, I mean, real, real, real quick, look at this. Otani leads the majors in these categories. Home runs. Yes. Home runs hit by hit, by the way. Yeah, home runs, triples, slugging percentage, total bases, OPS. I mean, and and, also, and, his, and his pitching. Look at this. He just three point seven one ERA, one hundred forty eight strikeouts. And he's leading and a, the league in strikeouts too, by the way. Point one nine five batting average. I mean, he's killing it. He's good. He's but damn can he good. Keep, can he keep that up? For 10 more years? The answer oh, is no. no. Oh, no. No, he can't. So if you sign him or trade for him and sign him, you're going to have to think, do we want him to be a pitcher for the rest of his career or a hitter? Mm. And the answer is hitter. Well, yeah, you can't have him do both for you know 10, plus, 10 years. No, maybe five years he pitches and hits, and then you switch him. Mm-hmm. I would do that. So... But, like, if you look at the standings, the teams yes. that are going to want for it, the Tampa Bay, Houston, Toronto, Boston, the Yankees, Baltimore, Texas, Minnesota. Oh, no, dude, I, I, got a, I got a stat about Minnesota that's going to blow your mind, by the way. Real quick, too, how, how good are the Atlanta Braves? Damn. See, they're struggling, though. So they have the most wins in the majors, right? Yeah, they do. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But – They've just lost. They got swept and then lost two out of three to the Diamondbacks at home. You just had to bring up that nugget, didn't you? (laughs) (laughs) Um, But, yeah, they are a damn good baseball team. The top two teams in the league are them, the Braves, and probably Tampa Bay, even though Tampa Bay's second in their division. Uh, But they're they're second because Baltimore has – less wins yeah. or I'm sorry less losses 
but Texas are they're a pretty good team. I mean, like there could be if Houston falls out, the whole all but one team from the AL East could be in this playoffs. Yeah, how about that? So <laughs> it's gonna be interesting to see where Shohei Otani goes. Maybe there's a dark horse team. Could Seattle come up and outbid people? Could the Giants? Could you imagine the Giants? San Francisco strikes again. Oh, if the Giants got him, I would just – I'd throw up. I'd be sick. I mean, the the Giants always seem to – you want – screw it. Trade them to San Diego, and you want have three three hundred million dollar guys and one five hundred million dollar guy. On your God, list. dude, why? Dude, not? How the hell would that guy afford anything? I don't know, but hell, why not? If you're San Diego, go all in and get them. Go hire them. What would you do though if the Angels were like, "Hey, we'll uh, we'll trade them to you, but give us a couple prospects and Tatis Jr." Oh, I'd say no. You wouldn't do it, even though. And here's the reason why that's not going to happen. Tatis Jr. signed a 13-year contract. He ain't going nowhere. Nowhere. Unless he's terrible and they just say he's trash and cut him. Possibly. Damn it, Eric. Your Diamondbacks need to overtake the Dodgers in the division. I mean, what, the Dodgers are four games up now? Three. 57 and 40, yeah. Hey, Diamondbacks are a good team. They're just a young team. So they'll like go, they'll get hot for a while and then they'll just be like, and we forgot how to play baseball. <laughs> and then they'll get hot again and they'll go, and we're going to take a nap. And we're going to take a nap. But they have. So I think the Diamondbacks have had six starters this year pitching starters under the age of 25 or like 25 and younger like zach allen's 25 which watch out by the way um yeah yeah he's gonna uh, maybe it's maybe it's five starters that are under that are 25 and under i'm just like good lord so they're a young team they're not going to be there yet but they'll they'll probably get a wild card spot lose in the first round make me proud you know (laughs) make me proud (laughs) But yeah, to sum it up, uh, yeah, as we said, August first is trade deadline. You know, it's now officially was that nine days? Yes, nine days away. Look at that. Look at me doing quick math on the top of my head. I'm watching a replay of the run, the, the game winning run from last night. Ryan McMahon doesn't run like he's seventy worth worth seventy million dollars. He runs no. like he's worth twelve dollars. Yeah, he God, runs slow. He runs like uh, Daniel Murphy did when we signed him. <laughs> No, but at least he's young. Daniel Murphy was just old and had a beard gut. Yeah, and he had a you know, lead. Like in his, his batting stance, he like stuck his butt out and like bent over, and his beard gut just hung out over his belt. Like, I hate how good. That's what amazes me, though. You pay twenty four million over two years, and you signed him instead of DJ. Like, stupid. Yeah, that that was smart. Same age too, I think. No, Murphy was older at the time. Murphy was a lot older. Yeah. All right, moving it on. Let's talk about the uh, NHL and the Avs for a hot second. For a hot second, the Avs. Yeah. So Ross Colton, he uh, arbitration, right? He was in arbitration with us. He was going to going so to. He, he, he was, was going yes. into arbitration. 
And then mm. it, this is how most arbitration works in NHL anyway, where it's like they never get to the, the, the court proceedings because feelings get hurt. Because basically the the team is telling the player why he sucks and why he doesn't deserve the money he's worth, but they still want his services. So they try not to get to that that point. <laughs> so, but good way to uh, sum it up. Yeah, like I think it was a couple days beforehand. Ross Colton put out mm. on his uh, I think his Instagram that he's wearing number twenty with the Avs, and mm. it was like, oh well, they signed him to a deal because why would he choose a number if he's not signed? Exactly. So then it took a couple of days. They signed him to a four-year, $16 million deal. So he's making $4 million per year. And a lot of Tampa Bay fans are saying you're getting a good player with oh, him dude, and you'll I, like him. Over 4th of July, I met a guy from Tampa at a party. Mm. And we were talking hockey. And like, he was just, he's a big hockey fan. He was like, you're going to love Ross Colton. Because he does everything Landis Cog does, but light. Mm-hmm. He's not as good as Landis Cog. He drives the net, has a Wicked wrist shot. I don't know if you've seen replays of him. Man, no, is a I good wrist shot. I look him up. Look up highlights of him. But he drives the net. He's a big body. I think he's six four. He's huge, and he's, uh, he just he, he plays the the way the Avs love to play hockey. Good skater, fast, drives the puck to the net. He'll and he'll fit in on the second power play line too. Yeah, hearing that, I mean, like you said, hearing that, and then like also what I heard too from other people saying that we'll like him and whatnot. I was like, that that really, I'm glad that you know we traded for him and got him. So smart trade, very smart I trade. Mean, uh, there's really nothing else going on. No, but in if the you NHL, want, we could talk abs for a little bit. You remember last week? I think it was last week. We were talking about are they done? Free agency wise? Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I think they are. Mm-hmm. And here's why. As of right now, the projected cap space is minus 400 or 4 million. It's not bad. It's not bad. And like this happens to everybody before the end of the year, and it, it'll all work out in the end. Um, but signing Ross Colton to 4 million, I thought it was a little much. I thought he was going to make three and a half to three. But, you know, in order to get the deal done, they did. Miles Wood, they signed into a six-year deal worth two and a half per year. Yeah. And I was like, that's a lot. Like, why would they get him to two and a half? Or why they signed him to six? To get that number down to two and a half. Mm-hmm. Exactly. The reason they're doing that is because next year the salary cap is going to start going up. Oh, yeah. So they're playing the long game, which I appreciate. But the one thing they were talking about with defensemen, it was like, why didn't that? Why aren't they making another move to get a defenseman? And I think it's because their plan is to go into their minor league system. You think? So they re-signed Brad Hunt. So he's going to be like that seventh defenseman that kind of flus- that goes back and forth between like someone needs a night off or someone's out for a couple games. He'll slide in as that sixth defenseman. You know, kind of be on the bench swapping in and out with the Jack Johnson. Mm-hmm. They have a guy on their roster called Sam Malinsky. He's in the minors right now. He's 24 years old. Had a fantastic season last year for the Colorado Eagles. Now he's still in co- he was in college last year, so he only played a little bit for Cornell University. 
But in seven games for the Eagles, five points, three goals, two assists as the defenseman. Pretty good. For Cornell, 34 games, 26 points, eight goals, 18 assists. Well, pretty good. Not bad. And in those 34 games, only 10 penalty minutes. That's pretty impressive. That's really impressive. Yeah. Better than what mine was. Derek was like one game played 400 minutes penalties. Yeah, I mean, I I did tend to get a lot of penalties, I guess. Yeah. So (laughs) keep an eye on a name called Sam Malinsky to play about in a perfect world, 15 to 20 games. Okay. And I think he's going to be on, he's 5'11, 190 pounds, skates like a mother. (laughs) So he's going to be a future defenseman for this Avs team. You know, playing the back end, playing. He, 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 when you see him skate, you're going to think Devontae's. He plays abs defensive hockey. Okay. And that's what that's all you need. No, that I mean, literally, it's just because it's you can't really find anyone that's going to be like another Kale McCarr. You just that just oh, doesn't God. happen. That just doesn't happen. Like Lannis Gog said uh, after we won. One of a kind. Yeah. I mean, Get he's yourself like, a Macar. There you go. And, and not everybody is ever going to have that. Like we said, you think those three teams that didn't draft him regret it? Uh, yeah. Yeah. And Idiots. one of them is still having a good career in Klingberg. Yeah. But he's not on the team that uh, drafted him, by the way. Hint, hint, I touched Dallas sucks. <laughs> <laughs> Did you say hint, hint, Dallas sucks? Hint, hint, nudge, nudge, Dallas sucks. Yeah, okay, that's what I figured. Um, and then we still have two more months though before uh, uh, preseason hockey two starts. Two more months. I would be interested if they go after another forward, kind We're of filling to... some depth on the fourth line, third line roles. You that would Patrick... be the only thing I think they could do. You think Patrick Kane will be interested in coming, wanting to come here? Yes, but I don't know if the Avs are going to be able to afford him. Him. That's what and I if was... they do, it's going to be a one-year deal worth like five, and I don't know if they have that. No. Well, you just said they're $4 million in the hole, salary cap-wise, so I don't see how they could. Yeah. And, like, I'm going to fill out the abs uh, the roster real fast. Fine. Um, roster real fast? Fast, you mean? Fast. Are you German? Oh, yes. <laughs> Why won't you let me do things? Oh, I have to click. I am not a robot. God. Oh, yeah. Oh, you got to click on the bus pictures or clouds. No, it was just I am not a likes robot. Likes and all that. So crap. I'm going to, f- I'm looking at their depth chart. And it's a front now. This thing's thing's all jacked up. This is not how it's going to look, but so I've got I think the top line is going to be McKinnon, Mm -hmm. Lekkonen. Why is Colton there? That's not what I wanted. Ranton. Druin. Druin. So Druin, Lekkonen, and McKinnon, top line. And then obviously Miko will slide in and out depending mm. on how things look and, yeah. I, and Jonathan Druin's a left wing or center. So Lekkonen's going to have to move from left wing to right wing, but he can play both. Both. 
Both of them. Both of these wingers? Um, <laughs> the second did, line will be... It didn't sound like you said wingers. It <laughs> sounded like you said something else. <laughs> Both of these hot dogs. Yep, there uh, you go. Second line is going to be Johansson, Nachushkin, Rantanen. And we talked about this when they made that trade for Johansson. Mm. That line is going to be everyone is 6'4". Just massive men. It's huge. Yeah, mo- and they can all a, skate. That's the monster line, yeah. So, and then the third line is going to be Ross Colton, Miles Wood, and there's nobody there right now on the right wing. Mm. And then on the fourth line, all they have right now is Cogliano and Logan O'Connor. Probably going to be Ben Myers, but he hasn't signed his um, offer sheet. RFA, here. yeah, because he, you yeah. know, it's he's he's he they he can't negotiate, and the Avs can't negotiate either. They're just kind of like, hey, take the deal. <laughs> hey, hey, do this. So right now, what they have is they've got Frederick, uh, yeah, Frederick Olafson. Mm-hmm. They traded for from Dallas for like a seventh round pick. So they are missing a winger. They're going to have to go get someone. And you're probably not going to go out and get a free agent. You're probably going to wait for the waiver wire. That's all they really need right now is an X is a little depth winger, but they're not going to go out and get it right away. No, they'll, they'll, they'll probably just a wait and see situation. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Overall, I just two months need to go by quick. So hockey can get started again. Damn it. Oh, yeah. All right, moving on to stats of the week. Uh, I got a couple. You want me to go? No, me first. Okay. Go ahead. The floor is yours, sir. All right, Derek. So this one, we're talking about the Minnesota Twins. Okay, baseball. Not the crappy wild. Baseball! Their leading hitter is Carlos mm-hmm. Correa. Big yes. free agent signing, right? Oh, yeah. Was going to sign with the Mets, and then they failed his physical because the Mets <laughs> panicked and were like, oh, we spent too much money. We can't afford him. Ah. They're like, oh, my God. Yeah, then he went to Minnesota. Yep. And they're like, oh, thank God he's hurt. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, he, so he's the leading leader, hit leader on the Twins. What is his batting average? He's the leading hitter. Oh man! For leading hitter with the amount of bats to like at bats to what's his average? average? What's his batting average? I'd say two twenty. Two twenty-eight. And he's the leader. He's the leader from like the wow. people who basically have started the season. They have a couple of like people from the minors who have just come up hitting around three hundred, but they don't have the same amount of at bats that he does. That is uh. That's terrible. That is not good. Yeah, How are they good. leading the division? You know why? Because that division sucks. Yeah, and they're, I guess they're just doing just enough to squeak by. Well, they're the only team with a winning record in that division, so that, that's why. Yeah, there you go. All right, Derek. Single season sack record for the AFC <gasps> East. Okay. Sack leaders, huh? So many sacks. So we'll start with the least to the most, starting with – actually, we'll start with the most to the least because you're not going to get this first one. The Jets, 1984. No, I'm just going to just say, who? Mark Gastineau. Who? 
had 22 sacks. Damn, impressive. Buffalo. Ooh, uh, that's got to be Bruce Smith. It is Bruce Smith. The great Bruce Smith. 19 sacks. That guy was damn good for him. Dolphins. Uh, Jason Taylor. It is. How many? Yeah, I want to say 19. Close. 18 and a half. You lose. He was, man, that, that guy, he was like six, seven, six, eight, And like, man, the way he would just like swap. There was a couple of times I remember watching him where he would just put his arms up and just intercept the ball because he was so damn tall. <laughs> I guess who drafted his son? The Rams. The Rams! <laughs> He's a safety, though. He's not as big as his daddy. Go Rams! Uh, Patriots. Oh, 1984. God. Oh, no clue. Andre Tippett. 18 and a half. Oh! What? <laughs> <laughs> All right, where's my other one? There it is. Single season rushing yards for the AFC. Weast. Weast? You mean West? No, it's the SpongeBob movie. Weast? You mean Weast? <laughs> I thought you said Weast. Oh, Patrick. <laughs> <laughs> All oh, right, we'll man. start with the very obvious one. Mm-hmm. Who is the most rushing yards for the Broncos? Broncos? I mean, it's pretty easy. He's in the Hall of Fame at Mr. TD. Wrong, Terrell Davis. That's what. That's what. I know, I, I, <laughs> was it 2000? 2000 how many was it five 2008 2008 rushing yards in a year mm-hmm. i mean for that that, that three-year stretch when he was their back i mean he was he was pretty unstoppable he was damn good mm-hmm. uh chargers oh that's a uh, tomlinson has right. to be 18 15 in 2006 yeah he was guy Beast. was good he was good and a touchdown machine Chiefs. Oh God! Uh, also set the same year as Ladanian Tomlinson. Priest Holmes, Larry Johnson. Ah, I was gonna say him or Priest Holmes. I think were the two. Yeah, Larry Johnson with seventeen eighty nine. Very good. Very underrated running back. I feel like he was, and I mean, yeah, the, those several years he was with the Chiefs, he he tore it up. He was mm-hmm. good. Raiders. Oh, that's uh is it Marcus Allen? Correct. 1759 and 1985. Another good running back. Oh yes. Did we do this one? Hang on, look at this. Oh no, we didn't. More Single singles. season rushing yards for the NFC North. Oh. Well the, one of them is pretty easy. <laughs> Two of them are kind of easy. Yeah. So we'll start with the hard ones. Okay. This one might be pretty easy too. Bears. Uh, that's uh, it's got to be Walter. It's Walter Payton in 1977. The Bears have sucked ever since. Uh, <laughs> pretty much. <laughs> yeah, he was. I mean, you see some old highlights of him. That guy just put his shoulder down. He would just. Tr- he he invented the trucking stick. Like a man he that he is. Yeah, he, oh yeah. He invented it. <laughs> All right. Packers. Oh, geez. Uh, 2003. 
Oh, uh, I'll go on a limb and say Amon Green. It is Amon Green in 1883. That was good. He came right, from the next, Nebraska. Nebraska. The next two. This, these, are, these are easy. I mean, yeah. Lions, Lions and Vikings. Lions is easy. That's, you know, reason I started liking the Lions. Barry Sanders. Yes. You know, and, if, if Walter Payton invented the truck stick, Barry Sanders invented the juke stick. I mean, the way he could just back up side to side, spin move, ridiculous. Oh, and then, yeah, Vikings, pretty easy. Peterson. Oh, yeah. I mean, what Peterson did coming back seven months, Eric, after a torn ACL and to have that year that he did, just... The guy was like Insane. Terminator that year. Like, how? How do you do that? All right, Derek, this next one, we're going to hockey. All right. Jean Sebastian Giguere, you remember him, the goaltender? Goaltender for the Ducks, and he briefly played with the Avs, yes. Yeah, finished his career with the Avs. In mm-hmm. 2011 to 2014, he also was with the Maple Leafs. Mm-hmm. And the Flames. And the Hartford Whalers. And the Halifax Mooseheads. Anywho. Mm-hmm. What in 2000-2003, th- he, despite his team losing in the Stanley Cup Finals, mm-hmm. won the Conn Smythe for the most valuable player in the playoffs. Yeah, that's ridiculous. Here's why. In 21 games, he was 15-6. and six mm. With a... With a save percentage of 945 and a goals against of 162. Holy crap! He had five shutouts in the postseason and recorded an assist. Mm. But here's the reason why he won the consmite. In the Western Conference Finals, here are his stats. Oh dear God. Four games. Four and oh. One goal against. He allowed one goal in four games. In four games. And had, obviously, three shutouts. With a save percentage of 992, he faced 123 shots and gave up one goal. That's a, that, that's, that's the definition of a brick wall right there. You think? I mean, that guy, I mean, I remember watching him. He was just... I remember that. I actually remember that Stanley Cup that they lost when he was the goalie, and I was like, he was just—he was damn good. They could, the Ducks couldn't score. No, they couldn't. And if they could have scored, they would have won. It's that simple. They, they would have won. But then he did end up winning the um, Stanley Cup in two thousand six, two thousand seven. Yes. He went thirteen and four in that season. But I just—I saw that stat. I was like, good lord. Well, Shagir. Uh, one more hockey stat, and then I'll wrap it up with a baseball stat. Most points scored by a defenseman through their first 300 games in the last 20 years. Mm-hmm. Number five, John Klingberg, who was drafted one pick before Kale McCarr. Yes, he was. He has 211 points. Eric Carlson has 224. Overrated. Um, Adam <laughs> Fox with 235 for right. the Rangers. Eric overrated. I, I don't like Eric Carlson. I don't think he, like he's good, but like he's good. He's just not. He's yeah, been I, good on crap teams, and he hasn't done anything for him when they were good. When the team was good, like I in agree. Ottawa, he was yes, hurt. I agree. Um, 
Quinn Hughes is second with 241. And surprise, surprise, surprise. Number one, baby. Hale McCarr with 246 points. Woo! 300 games. How about That's crazy. That? All right. That's why you Derek, sign him up to an eight-year contract. Derek, who is the highest paid player on the Los Angeles Angels of Anaheim? Oh, that's uh, Trout. Nope. Oh no, it's that, it's that the 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 guy from the Nationals that can't stay healthy. Yeah. I always forget his name. The average per year, Anthony Rendon has makes more is. per per year than Trout does. Trout has a longer, bigger contract, but he makes more every year. Basically, this is his 2023 season so far. Oh, Stints God. on the injured list: three. Home runs, two. Oh. Suspensions, one. Wow! <laughs> Games played since he was signed with the Angels from 2021 to 2023, 148. Oh, In 2019, no. when he won the Stanley Cup, the World Series for the National, the Washington Nationals, he played 146. So he played He's played more. two more games in three seasons that he did all of 2019. <laughs> and he's only hit two home runs. This year. And been suspended One. half as many times. Oh. All right, I'm done trashing Anthony Rendon, even though I think it's really funny. I mean, you think the Angels Speak are like, talk about God, why, why did we sign him? <laughs> hmm. All right, I only got three here. So let me start with this one. This is crazy, Eric. Since it was built in 2000, no right-handed batter has ever hit a home run directly into McCovey Cove at Giants Oracle Park. McCovey Cove. McCovey Cove. But how about that? <laughs> no, McCovey. No, but uh, no right-handed hitter, batter has ever hit a home run. Yeah, because you know how hard it is to hit a ball up in the air in San Francisco? Mm-hmm. Hard. Uh, this is a stat... To maybe warn DeAndre Hopkins. These are one. These are stats that these guys had for playing one season with the Titans. Randy Moss. He played in eight games, had six catches, eighty yards, no touchdowns. Andre Johnson played in eight games. He had nine catches, eighty-five yards, two touchdowns. Julio Jones played in ten games. He had thirty-one catches, four hundred thirty-four yards, and one touchdown. Good. So DeAndre Hopkins, do you think he might have a breakout year, Eric? Oh Maybe. God, no. No. His breakout year was that one where he made that one-handed and crazy catch against the Steelers on Thursday night football. Remember that? Oh yeah. And this is just amazing. This goes to show you how dominant they were. The 2001 Miami defense was so dominant, Eric, that even if the offense didn't score a single touchdown, they would have gone eight and four that year. God. Eric, did you know who they had on that roster? Just Light this is some of the players they had. This is just select few. Linebackers, they had DJ Williams. Got Remember you. him? Broncos. I do. Their safeties, Eric, safeties were Sean Taylor and Ed Reed. Imagine having those two as your Yo. safeties. Hello. Two of the best ever. And those are your safeties. And then, yeah, they had Vince Wilfork on the front. And then, but just this defense is just so was dominant. 
100%. And that's all I got. All right, Derek. Speaking of football, let's transition that into some NFL news now. And the sale has finally gone through, and it's official. The Washington Commanders have been sold, and Dan Schneider is no longer in charge. And there's already been talk that the team name will be changed again. Yes. What do you think about that? I love it because if I'm – I forget the new owner's name. Hang on. Josh Harris. Thank you. Josh Harris. He was a fan of the team when he grew up because he grew up in the D.C. area. Mm -hmm. And coming in, being a fan of the team, then buying them, you want to wash every – greasy disgusting stain that dan snyder left yes on every inch of this franchise i would too oh yeah especially from the poop water that was falling out of the freaking ceilings can't forget that huh (laughs) but there's a problem the NFL has a rule that you can't change your team name after you've done it for five years. There's so also a thing saying that if you change your uniforms, you have to wait four years. That way it's not like you're changing it every – like you can add to them now like every team is doing. So, like, by the way, did you see the Browns all white unis? Woo! Clean. I did. Anywho, Broncos released one this week too. Um, it, you know, it prevents the, the teams to be like, New Jersey's by them. New jerseys buy them. New rebrand buy them. So yeah, they just if, they I'm just... A, if I'm a Commanders team fan, I'm going. You changed it to whatever you want. I will completely get any merchandise. But the NFL's got to waive that right, and I think they will. I think the NFL understands you got to get rid of Dan Snyder from that anything you, that he you had do. You, you, you got a crappy Sean Taylor wireframe statue that they oh have. just. Get everything out. Yeah. And then put it up to a fan vote. To what the team name would be? Yeah. Let's see. Let's just throw a gander. What do you think a good team name would be? Washington what? I have said this from the beginning. The Red Tails. The Red Tails? Because it has historical ties to the Tuskegee Airmen in World War II. The African-American pilots. What would you have your logo be? A plane. But then it couldn't look like the jet plane, though. No, but it won't because it's going to be a World War II P-51 Mustang. Let's go! Well, there you go. Look at that. Eric's in charge. Hire you as the... What's that? The marketing director or something? Well, so there's a little thing here on CBS Sports of, like, the top five ones. And it would be Washington Majors. Majors? Majors. Oh, that's dumb. I don't that's like terrible. that. This is these are horrible. Uh, the Red Tails, which is the one I want. Mm. The Washington Red Hogs, and I don't know about you, but that sounds like something sex related. <laughs> I don't like Red. <laughs> oh my god, Eric! <laughs> oh, I'm dead, dude. I'm dead. I can't believe you said that. Oh, Number two. Number two is even worse than the other one. The Washington Pigskins. Okay, that's even okay. I, I don't need to say what come up in my mind, but that just sounds <laughs> and then even worse. This one, the 
go back to the football team or the Washington DC football club. Mm. Because then, then you're, you're, uh, what, what, what is the, not the nickname, but like the hyphen or whatever. I can't think of what it's called. Oh, uh, abbreviation. Yeah. Abbreviation. There you DCFC. go. That has a ring. That's a, that doesn't sound bad. Yeah. DCFC. And I actually liked Washington football team. Uh, yeah, I mean, it wasn't bad. Better than Redskin. Yeah, but it wasn't bad. I just, I don't know. Something with it, though, I was just like, Ugh. Although just... I did find it funny when I was, I remember um, I get NFL notifications on my phone, and it was like, WTF. WTF. At football team. And I'm like, what? Football team? Who's what? that again? <laughs> but I, I change the name, get rid of every bleep yeah. stain that Dan Snyder left. I mean, seriously, I think I think everybody agrees with that. You got to erase his name from that team because he was just a bad owner and a bad human being. It's just thank God now he's gone, and you know NFL doesn't need to deal with him now. He can go be a crappy human being by himself. Well, exactly. Just, it makes me sick though that he's a billionaire now though that he that's what he gets rewarded with. I know, but I mean, would you rather have him out or make more money? No. How on him out? Real quick, his entire regime, Eric, the Washington only won two playoff games. That's it. Oh, did you hear? Two. Speaking of real quick, when uh, Shanahan was the coach, that's when they drafted RG3 and Kirk Cousins. Mhm. So it came down from the front office for them to draft RG3. And then when they also drafted Kirk Cousins, he Cousins was going to be the starter. Really? Shanahan wanted Cousins in the front and Dan Snyder in the front office told him no, play RG3. Now it worked. They won up. They went to the playoffs and RG3 was really good that year. Yeah, rookie really year, yeah. good. Really good. Yep. But then Torres knee was never the same. Oh yeah. Hmm. Interesting. So, well, because I do remember hearing something like that, that's saying, yeah, that's why they got Cousins, because that was Shanahan drafting Cousins. And the reason they traded all those picks, because that was uh, Dan Schneider's move. Yeah. Yeah. Well, that makes sense now. I Other NFL news here. DeAndre Hopkins, as we talk, kind of talked about it, he is now going to the Titans on a two-year $15 million deal that could possibly – he could possibly get more with certain incentives now in his contract. Oh, he has a lot of incentives laden in that contract. So, is it, you think it's a good signing for him? Personally, yes. I, if I was Hopkins, I wouldn't have wanted to go there. It really I mean, shocked me. Derek, nobody else was. That. Would you rather go to them or the Patriots? Yeah, because the Patriots already kind of have some, you know, receivers there, and the Titans have like kind nobody. of they have Juju Smith Schuster. Whoopee. Yeah. But yeah, the Titans had literally nobody. Their leading receiver coming back was Traylon Burks, and he was a rookie last year. Yeah, he was hurt most of the year. Yeah. So yeah, maybe that's why he went there. He's, he knew he was going to be number one, and he's going to be paid like a number one receiver. And I, I look at it as the Titans need him. Mm-hmm. But at the same time, what's the point? Because they're not Super Bowl contenders. Oh God, no! 
They've lost too many pieces to in that team to be considered. I don't even think they're the best team in that division anymore. No. It's Jacksonville. Mm-hmm. It's going to be Jacksonville, I think, for the upcoming future. And we all watched that game to win the division where it was like the Titans' defense held on, but it didn't matter because their offense was so bad because Tannehill was hurt. Mm-hmm. What if Tannehill goes down again? Is Will Which- Levis going to be able to pick that up? I have no idea. Which more than likely probably will happen because Tannehill's one of those guys, kind of like Jimmy G. They don't stay healthy for a whole season. They just don't. They yeah. never have, and they won't. So I get why he's there because they need somebody. Mm-hmm. And I think it I think he can win them a game or two. But in my eyes, they went from a seven win team to an eight nine win team. And in the AFC, that ain't good. Oh, God. No, the AFC is just going to be absolutely brutal this year. Stacked. The AFC is stacked. Now, if they're in the NFC, 9 and 8 gets them a playoff spot. It does. But Chiefs will be good again. Bengals will be good. Ravens will be good. The Chargers. Chargers are going to be really good. I mean, Justin Herbert, the guy's only going to get better. I mean. they They got out from underneath Joe Lombardi. And guess where he is? Yeah. Here. And uh although we all know who calls the shots for the offense here. Yeah, pretty much. Me. And then Jacksonville. Run the damn ball. Jacksonville <laughs> will be good this year. The Texans, I think, are gonna be a little bit improved. But not I don't th- I don't think they'll be like a more than six win team because they're still young. Eric, you know who's gonna be bad? The Raiders. <laughs> yeah, they're gonna be pretty bad. I'm excited for it. Anyways, on to our speaking of the Raiders. But um, will the Raiders be able to knock off the Broncos twice still? Probably. Derek, Broncos got to prove it to me that they can beat a team in the damn division. Oh, I know. And that's what I was just, that's why I shook my head because it's. Oh, I, 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 thought, I thought you were thinking about it. No, I was like, no, 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 no. no, no. I'm <laughs> shaking my head in disgust because they've lost six straight to them and they've lost 15 straight to Broncos the Broncos fans better be thanking the Chargers on their hands and knees that they'll they give them one win a year. I mean, which is so <laughs> funny because the Chargers are so good every year, but yeah, they're so good. What, when Herbert comes to Denver, he just does not play well at all. He's just I, not good. Gotta call- the, it's got to be the altitude. I mean, yeah, he he is just not good in, in Denver. He's just not good, which I find funny. <laughs> but he, God, dude, I love me some Herbert. We all know this. He's good. He's going to be good, and he's probably going to be getting a huge pay raise before too long, too. Oh yes. Uh, speaking of raises, uh, Josh Jacobs and Saquon Barkley were wanting raises, and they didn't get it, and they haven't signed their tenders yet. And now Nick Chubb and all these other running backs are coming to their aid, Eric, and they are all pissed off about uh, they're not getting paid, basically. So right here, I don't know if you saw this, but all the star running backs recently met on a Zoom call. You had Nick Chubb. Saquon Barkley, Derrick Henry, Christian McCaffrey, Josh Jacobs, Austin Eckler. Uh, I mean, so many. Uh, Tony Pollard, Najee Harris, all these running backs met on a Zoom call to discuss, you know, kind of like what they can do to get more leverage. Was Dalvin Cook on that call? Uh, yes, he was. Okay. Was Zeke but, Elliott on that call? No. Because he's I, – I think he's kind of just, you know – 
he's just stating the facts that, you know, he's up there in age and he's not going to get that much. But anyways, what I think here is all these teams are kind of looking at what your team did with Todd Gurley and they're like, oh, crap. Why give someone a big extension and then maybe in a year or two he's gone or he's out of the league? So I agree with these running backs that they need to get paid because they're good. Mm-hmm. They really are. But here's the problem. They're the only position that every time they get the ball, they're getting hit by big dudes. Like big two, dudes. Two to 300 pound men. Yes. More like 250 to 350. <laughs> I mean, yeah, depending yeah, defensive tackles that you got. Yeah. The linebackers, pass rushers, you know, and then the people that are smaller, the safeties and corners, they're going for your legs because they can't tackle you up high. Yep, coming down and just chopping you at your legs, yep. Here's the thing. Since 2009, Derek, Mm -hmm. name me a team that won a Super Bowl because of their star running back. Since 2009? Oh, my God. So Uh, let's run through them. 2009, Steelers, Cardinals. Jerome Bettis, but he wasn't really because of him. It's because of stats. Because of Santonio Holmes. And uh Yeah. Here was their leading rusher for the Steelers that game. Someone named W. Parker. Had 19 carries for 53 yards. Willie Parker, yeah, I remember him. That's nothing. And the next one. New Orleans Saints beat the Colts mm-hmm. because That's, of the running back because that was because of Drew Brees. Yeah, because of Drew Brees and not to mention the, the pick six. Yeah. Packers at Steelers. God, I, I keep forgetting that the Packers won a Super Bowl that long ago. <laughs> uh, I don't even know who the running back was. James Starks. Oh, God. Okay. And Richard Mendenhall was the other running back. Wasn't because of them. Ravens at Niners. The Ravens beat the Niners. Mm-hmm. Wasn't so because was, of the running back. That was Joe Flacco. Yeah, it was, it was Jacoby jo- Jones. Jo- Jacoby Jones. Yep, it was Joe Flacco's magical year that he had, magical run that he had that playoff season. Yep. And guess what he's done since then, Eric? Nothing. Not a. He got a fat contract and did nothing. Nope. Uh, Seattle at Bro- Seattle and Denver. Nope. You know who the leading rusher was for the Seahawks in that game? Percy Harvin. With two carries. <laughs> wow. <laughs> That's amazing. It doesn't mean that, you know, Marshawn didn't carry the ball, but he only ran for 45 yards. That, that's that's Broncos nothing. defense shut him down. Yeah, but their turnovers and special teams were just ish, bad. So bad. Then, Patriots at Seattle. We all know that one where they should have run the ball. I mean, you have the best bruising running back in the league and you throw it at the one yard. Yeah, God, what were you thinking? So that could be one. Then the Broncos at Panthers. Oh, that definitely, no. That was all defense. That was Von Miller. Von Miller yep. just... Killed everyone that postseason. Patriots and Falcons. 
That was the quarterbacks were the big stars in that game. Matt Ryan, old Tommy, 28-3. to three. Yep. Eagles at Patriots. That was Nick Foles. Patriots and Rams. They had Todd Gurley, but that's when he started to get hurt. Yeah, was that, was that the 14-3? to three three, 13-3, buddy. Don't you get that one wrong. Dear God, what a snooze fest. Yeah, that Chiefs was so... And, Chiefs Eric, you have to admit, that Super Bowl was so bad. See, it, well, it was... But honestly, watching it because it was my team, that game wasn't that bad for me. It was just it was it went by quick, and everybody else was like, "That was long," because it was yeah. my team. Mm-hmm. Chiefs Next and one. Chiefs and Niners. Uh, that was Mahomes. That that was two teams who used committees to get there. Yeah, committee of running backs. Yep. Buccaneers and Chiefs. I, I don't mean, think that Leonard Fournette was a stud running back. No, that was because of Tom Brady and his year proving it. Here's my first year with Tampa Bay. I'm winning a Super Bowl, and because the defense of Tampa Bay putting all that pressure on Mahomes. Well, yeah. Now Leonard Fournette had a good game: 16 carries, 89 yards, yeah, touchdown. But he's not the reason they got there. He's not a star running back. No, it's because he of that shines front. in certain moments. It's because that front seven just brutalized Mahomes that game and sent him running for his life. Then Rams and Bengals. Rams. Yeah, that was uh, Stafford. Joe Mixon was the highest paid running back in that one. That was Stafford and Cup. Stafford and Cup. Oh, BJ would have been too until he got hurt. And then this last one, Chiefs and Eagles. Yeah, that was battle of the quarterbacks, Hurts and Mahomes. Now, Pacheco had a damn good game, but he's not a star running back. No, oh no. Because what is like, although I think Pacheco is very good, would it surprise anyone if he had a if he wasn't that good? Like if he got just a thousand or under a thousand? No, because that's the Chiefs' offense. Mm-hmm. So running backs want to get paid. They want to get paid, but they don't matter in the grand scheme of things. The the years have changed. The league has changed from the time where you get a Steven Jackson, mm. another Ram, Marshall Falk, you know, the, where we with the, the running backs we were talking about, LaDainian Tomlinson, Barry Sanders, mm-hmm. Walter Payton. Things have changed. Curtis Martin, Fred Taylor. Curtis I mean, Martin. underrated good running backs right there. Yeah. Uh, yeah. I mean, like the last guy that really got a big raise was, uh, was Christian. And even him, look at, he got hurt shortly after he signed that deal. And, you know, then the, like the Panthers, they traded and they got value for him while he was still kind of hot, you know. And and then when the team needed him to have the biggest game of his career, the Eagles shut him down. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. I'm so, sure you love that. <laughs> sure get a, Eric was get a good quarterback, suckers. <laughs> Speaking of that, what are they going to do going into this year? Trey Lance, Sam Darnold, or Brock Purdy? So Brock Purdy's not going to be ready. We know this. Trey Lance may not even be ready. Trey Lance might not be ready. Sam Darnold. Do you think Sam Darnold can have the same success Brock Purdy did? No. Maybe, maybe in that system. But what is Sam Darnold's biggest weakness? He turns the ball, ball over, over all the time. All the time. A quarterback question mark in san francisco and eric is loving it Derek, what is my biggest thing whenever it's every time i watch the niners they don't throw the ball more than 10 yards they don't because they don't have to 
Because they so, have a good they have a good defense. And they're proving my point here where you don't really need a stud running back. Do you think Christian McCaffrey is going to stay healthy all season this year? Mm-mm. No. No. <laughs> now, if he does, the Niners are going to be a 12-win team. Oh, yeah. But their offense is such a question mark. And now Christian McCaffrey also could sit there and be like, there's another team in that division who has a bigger question mark. It's the Cardinals. They're going to be so bad. Oh, no, they don't have a question mark. They have an exclamation point. They're going to oh, suck. We're terrible. They're going to suck so bad. Anyways, but back the, to running back. The backs. whole thing with this running back thing is they're going to, they're going to draft you early. Mm-hmm. They're going to run you into the ground, and then they'll be done with you. Now, it sucks, and I really don't like it, but the fact of the matter is is these running backs, they just get punished, man. And they're smaller guys. Mm-hmm. Steve, like, think of Steven Jackson. 6'1", 235 plus pounds running at you. Guy was big. Or look at Derrick Henry for that Derek, matter. And Derrick Henry is the, another great six, example. Three. He's 6'3", 245. He can take the punishment because he's just as big as these dudes. He's a monster of a man. And even this year, he started to deal with foot problems and throughout his career, actually. It'd be interesting, Eric, have Derrick Henry, Aaron Donald running at each other full, full speed. Who's oh, give me AD. That? Give me AD all day in a week. <laughs> that would be interesting to see just one-on-one. What would happen? But like, again, like, and I was listening to a podcast that I listened to on YouTube, uh, GPS, look them up. They're pretty good. And one guy was talking about, he goes, if this keeps happening, they're going to have a less, like a, not as big a pool of running backs. Uh You know, people are going to say, I'm going to trade positions or I'll just use my wide receiver. Wide receivers are even smaller. They can't take the punishment that a running back can because running backs are short and thick. Receivers are typically tall and lanky. Tall and skinny guys. Yeah, they have to. But I don't think think the running back pool is going to shrink because these guys who are smaller – that want to play football and they're fast mm. are going to play running back. But yeah, the, just... the running backs are, they're going to have to either work something out with the NFL and go like try and get something put in with the collective bargaining agreement. Cause that's what screwed this thing up in the first place is they didn't know what they were doing when they signed it. The so, NFL PA has no power over the NFL. So yeah. So Saquon and Josh Jacobs can sit out. And they will not be fined. And I believe they won't be fined until the regular season starts rolling around. Yeah. But I'm just saying is if they take that approach, you might end up like, look at Le'Veon Bell. He had a monstrous year with the Steelers, sat out an entire year, fallen year, signed a huge deal with the Jets, and he was just never the same again. Yeah. So if you're Saquon and Josh Jacobs just saying – you got to be warned if you sit out a year because you might lose some of your mojo. But then Saquon Barkley was on a podcast and he was just like, look, I don't want to tell my teammates this, but it's just like I have to kind of put my foot down and show my importance to the team. Now, didn't the Giants just sign a free agent running back? Who they signed? James Robinson. Mm-hmm. It was a really good running back. Very good running back, yeah, which I think is very smart signing him. It's a brilliant case, move by the in Giants. Ca- in case he does sit out, yeah, now you have a pretty good backup. Now, if 
money's no object. Who would I rather have? It's Saquon Barkley any day of the week. And, and, and honestly, if I'm Daniel Jones, I am begging Saquon to sign that because Daniel Jones is not the same quarterback without Barkley in, no, the, in the offense. No, and that's the problem. The yeah. Giants screwed themselves because they mm. should have reversed it. You should have signed Saquon Barkley and franchise tag Daniel same. Jones and said, yes. prove it. Because mm-hmm. I don't think he's worth $40 million. Hell no. Per year, by the way. No. He's so, not. Yeah. And he's going to prove to you without a good running game. What did he throw? What, 11 touchdowns last 15, year? 15. 15? Oh, boy, four more. He averaged, he averaged basically one a game pretty much. And, like, <laughs> congratulations, you got your turnovers down. But people are going to now have tape on you. In mm. this system, they're mm-hmm. gonna change up how they play it and play you. Yep. This ain't good for the Giants. No, and this screwed. isn't good for the the Raiders either. Because what's Jimmy G gonna do without a, a running game? Yeah, he goes to show you that's what he needed in San Francisco was a good defense and a good running game. And guess what? The Raiders are not gonna have a good defense, and if Josh Jacobs sits out. The running game is going to be bad, so you're going to rely on him when you games. <laughs> but then, but then again, if you look at this, like with these teams, like how many more wins does Josh Jacobs give the Raiders? Well, I mean, he had one that, to two. He had that overtime winner last year where he outran everyone against, in Seattle. Against the Seattle, yeah, good. love that. Yeah, uh, yeah, I say one or two more wins, maybe three. Like. Saquon, okay. Bar- Saquon Barkley is probably the biggest one. He is. Of, he's the biggest one because he he helps that offense and that team tremendously. And I think the Giants screwed themselves because oh, so they're bad. afraid to move on from Daniel Jones because they don't know what to expect. Mm-hmm. And that's the point. You took a chance on Daniel Jones. He's not going to get you a Super Bowl. Nope. He got you a win over the Vikings who are a faux team to begin with. Mm-hmm. The Vikings yeah. got lucky that they won so many damn games last year by like one point. Yes. And people are thinking Justin Jefferson's going to have over 2,000 yards this season. Not a chance in hell. No, especially without Dalvin, with Dalvin Cook. Oh, with Dalvin Cook leading, yeah, having uh, Madison there now, Minnesota is going to take a step back. I think teams have kind of come to the realization like, we can't run these guys 20 times a game because they're going to wear down faster. We have to take three running backs, two, three running backs to run it mm-hmm. 30 times a game, you know, 15, 15, or 10, 10, and 10. You know, maybe they do this guy catches, runs the ball 10 times, catches five or catches three, something like that. So you don't wear these guys down throughout the season. And then all of a sudden, you're like, let's, let's look at the Rams. They've got Cam Akers, they've got, Zach Evans, who they just drafted out of Ole Miss, who's going to be good, by the way. And then uh, who's the guy they drafted from Notre Dame? Kyron oh, Williams? Yes. They're going to use those three guys. Now, like maybe one guy has – like Cam Akers will have 15 and Zach, will have, Zach Evans will have 10 and, mm-hmm. and Williams will have five or something like that, depending on how the game goes. You're going to see more running back by rotation. There's a reason – receivers don't catch the ball 40 times a game because the cat. So it's just the future of the position and it sucks. Do I have a solution? Hell no. 
Hell no. I ain't that smart. <laughs> yeah, so, I mean, I guess we'll see, you know, training camp's happening for a couple teams right now, and then everyone else starts next week. So we'll see how long the stalemate happens with uh, Saquon and uh, Josh Jacobs. By the way, Austin Eckler is the one that uh, invited all these guys and started the uh, Zoom meeting because yeah, he's frustrated. Eckler wants, he wants a contract, too, but he's 30 years old. Exactly. And that's that's the thing with the NFL, too. Whereas, like, baseball, when you hit, like, 26, 25 to 33-ish, mm-hmm. that's your prime. Yeah. But football, your prime is 22 to 24. <laughs> Real quick, couple little other uh, nuggets here. Uh, the Lions traded for Denzel Mims from the Jets. Oh yes, I saw that. So probably how, to fill in the gap while Jamison Williams is out. Yes, and then also too, good luck to Baltimore. They signed Melvin Gordon to a one-year, three million dollar deal. Well, he's not going to be their starter. They got J.K. Dobbins. That's true, but still. Which, by the way, I don't know why he was in that phone call. He hasn't been healthy his whole NFL career. Yeah, I, I don't understand. Kind that. of proving my point. <laughs> and yeah, yeah, nothing really else has uh, gone on. It's been quiet, kind of quiet, you know, with and just hope that, you know, your favorite teams out there, no freaky injuries. You know, I don't know if that picked up or not, but knock on wood, hopefully no freaky injuries happen to uh, any players out there because that. This is when it tends to happen is in training camp. I mean, the Broncos are doing it too. Javante Williams out for a lot last year. Mm-hmm. They brought in someone to carry the load if he goes down and see Piran to take P- some carries off of Williams' body. And see, the contract that they gave him wasn't bad. Two years, $8 million. That's not bad. No, but he's, he's a backup running back. He's not a starter, though. That's the thing. Yeah, but he's he's a pretty good, decent running back, I think. Yeah, he's, he's good. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I uh, I got nothing else. What about I got you? nothing either. Well, I guess that's going to do it then. Uh, thanks for tuning in to another week of Derek and Eric. As Eric would say, I'm Eric and he's Derek. That's right. Don't you forget it. <laughs> we'll, we'll catch you next time. Peace.